Something that keeps coming up in good, 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 good. Uh, something that keeps coming up in me. I mean, when I say keeps coming up, not just today, for a month maybe. I don't know, maybe longer. It, it has to do with the the company of believers, the company of the saints. Uh, Amen. It says like I keep pr- I pray and that, and it comes up. I pray and there it is. And and even I think it was last week or the week before there was a prophecy about that and about what that is and how we are a part of something so powerful, so mighty, so important. Uh, in God. I mean, this is no small thing that we're a part of. We are the company of the redeemed. We are those washed in the blood, those filled with his spirit. We are among the group who do know their God and we are strong and do great exploits. God has placed his spirit upon us individually and he has placed his spirit upon his body, the church. And we are to go forth in his name and do great and mighty things. And God goes with you wherever you go. And he he is there to confirm the word that comes out of your mouth. Hallelujah. There are great plans that he has for us in these last days. And we are in the right place at the right time, ignited by his spirit. We go forth as flames of fire like the angels. Amen. We go forth in his name with great power and demonstration in our hands. Praise God. If you would... Find the book of Galatians with me. Amen. You tired? All right, go ahead and keep playing then. And if you do get tired, I heard someone else say they weren't. So they could take over. find Galatians I even know, I do know where it is but it took a while uh, Galatians 6 did I tell you 6 6 verse did I tell you <laughs> I, I knew that time 6 6 6 just two sixes though It reads, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. God, is, God uh, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. How many know whenever you see a, the phrase do not be deceived and then it says something else? There's a good chance that we're going to be deceived unless we unless we pay attention otherwise why preface it why waste the words why not just say whatever man sows that will he also reap it says do not be deceived about that so say well I'm not deceived the deceived is the last to know it (laughs) so ask to humble yourself and, and, and under the mighty hand of God let him teach you make sure that you're not falling for anything 
where you're just believing that you're going to get stuff you never sow. (laughs) And you're not going to reap stuff that you do sow. That's a real chance. Amen. Well, pray for my finances. Do you sow? Okay, that's just another message. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, therefore, in other words, that principle, sowing and reaping, that giving to those who teach, all that, all that stuff that he talked about there. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good. To all. Do what to all? Do good to all. Especially to those who are of the household of faith. So someone say, well, I just think we should do good for everybody. We should. It says that. But when he says especially, that that speaks to priority. That speaks to emphasis. Okay. Who is first on your list? If you're going to do good to someone, for someone, who should be top of your list? The household of faith. Yeah. Who, who's, the, who's that? That's us. That's the church. That's the body of Christ. Those are the believing ones. Amen. So, so well, I think we're supposed to give uh, to anyone. Agreed. Based on the Lord's leading. But who should you give to first? The household of faith. Am I saying don't give to someone who's not in the church? No, be led. But I'm saying if we were to look at all of our sharing, giving, helping, serving, blessing, the bulk of it would be to other believers. That's the way God wants it. That's his plan. We are called the household of faith. It is the house of the living God. We are not a house of doubt. We are not a household of fear. We are not a household of unbelief. We are a household of believing ones. Yeah? Amen. And so the principle, let me do two things here. The principle is is godly. You know how kind of the when the, the when President Trump was elected, he would get a lot of riff from people because he would say America first. And he would say, we want to put America, take care of America first before the rest of the world. And the globalists would scream, right? I want you to understand, aside from uh, the political side of that, I'm not ta- that's not my focus. That principle is godly. As believers, of course, we love people all around the world. We want the gospel to go to everybody because red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight, right? And, but, but how many know that principle is a godly principle that you take care of your own? Yeah, where, 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 where does our uh, opportunity to do good, if we're going to do good, where do we look first? To the house of God, to the household of faith. Lord, is there anyone in the body? Is there anyone in my spiritual family that has a need? I have an ability to give, to serve, to encourage, to do good, to, to bless, to put money in someone's hand. I, I want to be used of you. Where are we looking? First to God's family. Amen. Just a side note to that. Uh, look at Romans real quick. Acts, Romans. 
Romans chapter uh, uh, 15. Romans 15 and verse Romans 15 verse 26 for it pleased those from Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor among the saints who are in Jerusalem no, notice, notice that they said we want to we want to make a contribution. We want to send an offering. Who did they want to send it to? The poor among the saints. In other words, some of the Christians in Jerusalem were struggling financially, and they said, "Let's send an offering to them." One might think, "Well, what about the poor that weren't saved? What about the poor people in Jerusalem who were not yet saved?" Well. The principle, I mean, it, we want to help everyone that the Lord leads us to help. No, none of us can meet everyone's need, right? And if we try, we're going to go broke in the process, right? You have to be led. You have to be wise and be led. Say, so what about those who weren't believers? The reality is, is they should go to their God. We go to our God, right? And when we go to our God, how many know sometimes when you pray, and you, get, you sow your seed. You're trusting God for finances. Sometimes the Lord deals with another person to, t- to k- take care of you. In fact, I have not once prayed, believed God for money. There it came. <sighs> you know, straight from God, so to speak. Right? It always comes through. And you'll find not, God's not limited in this regard, but so many times it comes through the family through the family of God, through the the household of faith, right? They gave to those that were among them. You might remember what uh, Paul wrote to Timothy, and he said, hopefully I can quote it, I think it's 1 Timothy 5, uh, talking about taking care of your own. He said, if those who do not take care of their own have denied the faith and are worse than an infidel, and that's the way you're supposed to think. You have something that's been um, entrusted to you, people, you take care of them. That's your priority. I'm going to do everything I can to keep those entrusted to me safe, right? And so I think that way as a, as a husband, as a father. I, I think that way as a pastor. Don't you come in here messing with my church, no devil's going to come in here. If some, if some person full of the devil comes in, <laughs> then we might swing at the devil and miss. Sorry, you know. You know, because they could get in the way. You don't understand what I'm saying. We protect our own. You know, no demon comes in here unconfronted. Yeah, and we know people have their own free will and everything. But I tell you, I stand uh, for this house to be strong. We need to do this together. We are the church. We are the mighty church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we stand with and we stand for and we sub, we support in prayer and in faith and in love and we forgive and we don't let any kind of bitterness, any kind of, uh, you know, ugliness get in this house. And if it does, I'm kicking it out. And if you want to hold on to it high tight enough, you have to go too. 
because you don't mess with the family. That's not my desire for anyone. You understand? When we say, I don't want anyone to be deceived or, or taken advantage of by the enemy or anyone. You understand? But we stand for each other. Come on now. Someone in, so you see someone in need? Come on, you speak life in victory and say, we're not going to give up on you. We are going to stand with you and stand for you. It doesn't matter what you've come under, what attack you've come under. It is not going to win because we are a household of faith. Amen. Go to Acts 4. You probably might have seen this one coming if you're familiar. Acts chapter 4 and uh, in verse 20, uh, 23, of course, the disciples here were threatened to not teach and preach the name of Jesus anymore. And, uh, and so it says, verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. They, they prayed, the house shook, physically the building shook. They were all filled with the Spirit, spoke the Word of God with boldness. Do you want notice what they did as soon as they, they came under attack, they came under threat. As soon as they were let go, what did they do? They got together with their own companions. Who's that? The believing ones, the household of faith. That's the way it's supposed to be. Amen. When the church is threatened, we don't scatter. We get together. Amen. And when we've been driven apart, we were driven apart for a little while there. What do we do as soon as, as, soon as that's over? Get back together. Why? We're strong when we're together. We are a force to be reckoned with. We are, uh, amen. Uh, people are, it gets dangerous when people stay apart. You know, I shared this with you in my video last week. Uh, y'all get my video updates every week. Um, I shared that with you, what the Lord showed me in the prayer meeting about how if people stay away physically, like our gathering here, stay away too long, the enemy gets access into their life. He starts lying to them. They start believing things. Their mind play, starts playing tricks on them, lying to them often about what other people think, others' others' motives, whether it's their leaders or fellow brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, and they start having thoughts. The enemy wants to put a wedge between you and you, <laughs> spouse or just church members, so forth. He wants to put a wedge in there, being together when you see people and you have a conversation with them and you look them in the eye and you see the, the sincerity of their heart. You see the same spirit that's in you on them. Come on, it blocks the enemy from getting any any inroad into into the church. We are the church. We we protect this place. Amen. No devil comes in here and messes with us. Say, well, he's been messing with me. Then you find someone else in here who will help you kick him out. Because it's done illegally. He has no right to, to tread on the children of God. Jesus said, remember to his disciples and by extension to us, he said, I give you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
How many things will hurt us? Nothing. Nothing. Say, is that literal scorpions, literal serpents? If you live around them, you read that literally. I realize Satan got in the snake and, you know, the serpent in the Garden of Eden and so forth. And there's some parallels there. But Jesus also said believers would take up serpents. All right, not talking snake handling, you know, but being attacked, right? So those things, you can see that. In other words, he's just saying the enemy comes at you physically, spiritually, doesn't matter. Nothing will by any means hurt you. Let's say that together. Nothing shall by any means hurt me, hurt us. I have, we have great power and authority in him. Yeah. Amen. I almost have like an image of, of like a football team saying, you know, they're in their home field and they're revving each other up saying, is, is that in a movie or something? But no one comes to this house. No one comes to our house and runs over us. If they, if they can do that with a football game, with some camaraderie there, how, how about we do that with our, not pride, but boldness in Christ. And we say, nothing is going to come in here either. Nothing is going to tread on our territory. This is the place where God's spirit lives and moves. And it's not just a building, but it's a building just because we're in it. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians. Did I read that sufficiently? Being let go, they went to their own companions. Okay? So that's what we should do. (laughs) As much as possible, get with your own people. I mean, we cut off the world. We want to minister to the world. But we get with our own. There's strength there. We pray for one another, encourage one another, lift each other up. And by the end of it, the house shakes. And we're filled with the Spirit again. And we come out bold. If you're timid, get with some bold people. They will rub off on you. Praise God. Did you go to, where'd you go? Which chapter? Huh? No. No. Yes. Give her a gift basket. Three, chapter three. Uh, 316. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? We shouldn't have to be asked that question. They shouldn't. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? Amy, you have that in the Amplified? I know she likes to read that one. Amplified Bible, Amplified Classic. Did you see disdain in my voice? Don't rename a good version. All right, sorry. Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. Oh, what are you doing putting it up there? 
I could have just read it off the screen. All right, leave it up there now. (laughs) So who's the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who's the temple of God? You are. I am. If if I'm the only one here, I still am. But that's the point. There is an individual anointing and there is a corporate anointing. I am individually. You are individually. But we are also the temple of God together. And we do not want to ever forget about that aspect of how God works. Amen. You can be saved all alone. We know that. You can be saved on the backside of the desert by yourself. You can be born again, be baptized in the Spirit, speak in tongues. If you see some water, I guess you could be baptized in that too. Right? But there is something about how God wanted us to be together and to have a corporate experience that cannot be duplicated individually. There are things that happen individually. Most of the time you ask me if, I, if I'm going to pray, I would prefer to pray alone. All alone. So I can be loud, quiet, not think about anyone. But I would never take that and say, I'm going to do that alone always and replace a corporate anointing. There are things that happen when we get together like this that don't happen individually. And it's that together. You know, the, the very word church. Remember Jesus said, uh, I will build, you can take that down. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The word church there or ecclesia is, it, it, it really means a gathering of God's people, of the called out ones. The implication is not, you know, how people say, well, I am the church. Yeah, you're about to go into a ditch too. Because people who usually emphasize that too much, they're usually about to say, I don't need to get together with the church anymore. I don't need to get together with other believers. That's just religion or that's just organized structure and it's just all, you know, man. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Certainly man has messed things up a time or two. Right, We acknowledge that, but don't call the whole thing like unnecessary. Well, I'm the church. Stop it. You are, but we are. And the church by by definition is not an individual. It is a gathering. We are the church when we're together. That's that's the the uniqueness of, of, of that word. Amen. So God has always designed. And you might think this sounds like silly because we're, shouldn't we do this on the internet? Because <laughs> we're all together. But I tell you, we need to have faith in this, in this aspect of God's church. That things will happen here. We should guard it. We should keep it holy in our hearts. We should protect it at all costs. Say we are strong together. We are united. And the anointing of the Spirit of God will move in a place like this when we're together like, like nowhere else. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. The company of the believers. You need to get strong. Get around some people who are. When I say if you need to get strong individually, be around some people who are as much as possible until you rub, until it rubs off on you. Amen. Father, thank you for working in this place. Thank you for working in our hearts. We are called by you, anointed by you, 
filled with your spirit we are individually but we also thank you that we are your dwelling place corporately we are your habitation we are your dwelling place we are your church the body of Christ and members individually we are your family born of you bought with a price set apart for your pur- your purposes thank you for the anointing for the spirit of God who fills us in a corporate way thank you Lord you fill the atmosphere and we are we are strong and we will be strong and do exploits for you do great exploits thank you for showing yourself strong and mighty in our midst we treasure the gathering we treasure each other we value one another we value the family and hold it in high esteem today thank you for working in our midst praise God thank you Lord we glorify you we magnify your name thank you you're so good to us so good to us we give you all the praise and all the honor all that's due your name Jesus name praise God thank you Lord amen well the Lord is good thank you Lord praise God in the clear let's all stand together then praise God if you have an urge if you have an unction to pray with someone be bold with that don't force yourself on anyone don't be pushy but don't don't hesitate to ask you can always say hey anything I pray for you before what if they say no well then you you know that you acted on whatever you thought you might be prompted to do and that's a positive instead of going away wondering and maybe they just didn't tell you <laughs> so we're here for each other amen follow the lead, follow the leadings if you're prompted to put money in someone's hand do that amen you won't go down doing that and God will use us God will use you he'll use all of us if it's prayer if it's serving if it's helping if it's just smiling being friendly and not grumpy Amen. Oh, I read something. Since you guys don't have anything. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of the Tater family? Yeah? The Tater family. This is like a church. This is, we can be like the Tater family. There's Dick Tater. He's the self-appointed uh Potent, who feels everything should be done his way. He never serves or works. He just bosses others. Dictator. There's Emmy Tater. She's the member of the family who follows all the latest fads. She's never really discovered her own identity because she's always busy trying to be like someone else. Imitator. 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 There's Hezzy. 
hesitator, when Hezi is asked to help a church, uh, he knows he should, but he always puts it off. He's sure he'll get around, get around to serving God someday. Hesitator. There's Carmen. Carmen Tater. Carmen has an opinion about everything. And you never need to ask what she thinks because she's the first one to tell you. Carmen Tater. And then there's Speck. Spectator. Speck's favorite phrase is, I love work. I, I, I can watch others do it for hours. He doesn't get involved, but he's a great observer. And then there's Adji. Agitator. Uh, when Adji was in school, she got poor marks on plays well with others. Adji is continually in conflict with others and always seems to be involved in strife and division. No matter what the pastor or church does, it's never good enough in Adji's eyes. Agitator. And then there's one more member of the family. Sweet Tater. This is the only cordial and cooperative member of the Tater family. Sweet Tater is the ideal member of the church. She has a great attitude, is faithful, committed, supportive, and involved. She doesn't dictate, imitate, hesitate, commentate, spectate, or agitate. She's just sweet. I added that part. <laughs> we are... We are the tape. No, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Come on. We are inherently designed to be strong, to be giving, to be supportive, to be in faith. You have the you have faith genes. When you were born again, you were you were born of a good you came from a good bloodline. Amen. Your father has strong faith. Yeah, so this is normal for us. It's in our DNA to be for each other, to be strong, to be overcomers. Amen. To serve one another. This is how the Lord created us. Praise God. Let's stay with our company. Amen. We're here for each other. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) All right, let me pray for you one more time. Just in case. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. Thank you, Father, for moving in every life. We're carriers of your glory, carriers of your power, carriers of your spirit, individually and corporately. Thank you for watching over us, for being with us every step of the way. Thank you. We tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. We overcome every single time. We never fail. We never give in. We never suffer. We never lack. We never suffer at the enemy's hands. Thank you, Lord. You've made us victorious, overcomers in Christ. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed tonight.